Time for some overlooked stocks. George Tillis has been looking through today's action to find a couple movers doing their own thing, not getting dragged down with the rest of this market. George, let's see your... Hey, uh, we, we're hearing him, okay? We're hearing his soothing voice here. Uh, GT, that's good because I was trying to figure out what adjective to use for your face, George. All right, uh, pleasant. NTR, George, Nutrient. It's another potash play? It's another potash play, OJ. Uh, Nutrient is basically a fertilizer and agrochem company. Anything that has to do with crop inputs right now is, uh, is hot right now. Uh, potash, nitrogen, you name it. One of the things about this company is a little bit different than uh, we talked about Intrepid Potash or even CF Industries. Uh, both of these are uh, either Canadian or North American companies. CF is actually based out of Illinois. But uh, Nutria is actually interesting in the sense that it provides uh, farmers with commercial financing as well as uh, has a retail operation. I think this is one of the reasons why perhaps it's actually performed uh, underperformed its respective uh, fertilizer and agrochemical peers CF and Intrepid, uh, it's got about 2,000 retail locations. And as we know, we've talked about the retail uh, industry space, if you will, across the board, whether it's, uh, you know, general merchandise stores or apparel retailers, it hasn't performed well uh, since about May. And I think it's one of the reasons why this stock has not performed on a relative basis compared to its peers. But it's still up about 41% of the last three months, up 60%. In the last six months, uh, again, underperforming IPI or Intrepid, which is up 124%. But this one's interesting because it's fully, fully vertically integrated all the way from uh, the manufacturing process from an industrial and chemical standpoint, but also uh, it serves uh, customers directly through uh, commercial customers through financing as well as their retail stores. Now, the company did post uh, uh, you know, some new analyst upgrades. Uh, recently, Sandler upgraded the stock to outperform the $112 price target, and RBC actually ups the stock from 90 to 120. And I think this is really a, a situation where we see a company in the last year or so perform, even before the, uh, the Ukrainian invasion by Russia, uh, perform well from the standpoint of uh, low debt, high free cash flow yield, and even a margins that are about 18%. Just to give you some numbers on sales, about $26 billion. The company generated about six and a half billion EBITDA. So this is essentially value. Uh, it's also essentially a situation where I think in this industry there had been a lot of uh, a lot of inventory work through, as well as uh, operational cost controls. And then now we see situation absent again in Ukraine and Russia. These stocks were already trending higher, but now we see sort of a a nice uh, catalyst because of the fact that we're seeing nitrogen or nitrogen prices as well as potash prices hmm. uh, on a per ton basis uh, just ramp to the upside. Okay. So, uh, George, I mean, one of these commodity moves basically uh, that is finding its way up in, into the stock market and uh, a, a massive swing. Mosaic uh, doing the same thing again, faded a little bit here. Yeah. George, uh, you know, if you do want to take part in some of these exponential moves, is there a way to do it um, and still have an idea of being able to control your risk, control your exposure? Or is this basically just money that you have to be accept before you trade that it could disappear? Well, I mean, it's, it's a good question. It's a difficult question to answer, OJ. I mean, everyone's got a different situation, a unique situation, you know. Mm -hmm. General rule of thumb, never more than 5% of your account in any one position with a 20% stop loss. So effectively... You don't risk more than 1% of your portfolio. That's just a general rule of thumb. With these stocks being, uh, you know, moving on a, in a parabolic fashion, 
I mean, there's this is so two-sided right now. I mean, we could see essentially something happen with uh, Putin, maybe a, sort of a domestic coup against him that could end the invasion, while at the same time we could see it accelerate. And that's the dynamic we're in and the, and the paradox that we're in right now. I, I do suggest if you just look at the elements of commercial you know, hedgers, merchants, uh, if you will, brokers, it's going to be a long time before there's trust, uh, a redeveloping trust in that region of the country. Hmm. Now, fertilizer from potash and, and nitri- nitrogen-based uh, agrochemicals, we've got to think about Belarus as well as Ukraine, and they respectively are second and third in the world, combined a 37% market cap. Behind them is China, by, uh, by all means. That's another risk we have to consider hmm. when it comes down to the fertilizer space. Uh, Canada is number one. Uh, in the in the world, they're of course our friendly neighbor, but you know there's a chance that we start to see some unrest either in Asia or potentially a Chinese uh, flare up with Taiwan. That can certainly accelerate you know oil commodity prices, fertilizer prices from here. So, you know if you're a short-term trader, you can certainly use a 10-period moving average, maybe one or two percent stop loss below that. If you're a trend trader, I use a 30-period moving average. Or again, uh, if you want to just wing it and not risk essentially more than 1% of your portfolio risk or portfolio is, is no more than 5% of your account with a 20% stop loss. And effectively, that gives you 1% max loss, all else equal, of course, assuming you get stopped out uh, in, okay. in a normal market condition. 99 bucks, and uh, the yeah. Piper Sandler says 120. So uh, RBC at 120, Piper Sandler at 112. Both those firms think it's got at least uh, another 10 bucks to go. All right, thanks, George. Good one uh, to put on our radar here. A little bit overlooked.